Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I have a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to PlayUp.com. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And now it's time to cue that music. Jamie and Smith, you are in the house. What's up, man? What's going on, my brother? I am telling you, it's been a long time. What's happened with you? Hey, man. Um, not much. Basketball season over with. Uh, just been, you know, hanging in there. Um, Going through a little withdrawal from the team, but, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, that happens, you know. <laughs> Going I, through a little withdrawal, but I'll be all right. I know all besides about that, that. Besides that, man, but a lot, it's crazy that the season's over with. A lot of the stresses and the tired and, the, you know, all the aches and pains are going away. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because that, that, that coaching is a grind. Coaching is it, a grind. It, it is a grind. I've been doing it 38 years, so I know. Oof. Yeah. And I missed it. You know, full time, and I missed it. And I'll have a big announcement in another week or so. But uh, yeah, it should be good, man. And because uh, coaching it gets into your blood, that's the one thing. And if you get to develop some young kids who actually go on to do great things, like mm-hmm. graduate from high school, apparently that's a great thing nowadays. Um, going on to college, influencing someone. Um, you know, a mm-hmm. kid I coached in Maine. Uh, Became a, is going to Temple Journalism School, prim, partly because of uh, my influence. So oh, cool! He didn't do so great in the tennis, but he laughs about that. But you know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, he wasn't there for tennis. It was a uh, combined sports camp, so he had a lot of options. He played tennis every day, but that wasn't yeah. his best sport. But at the end of the day, he's going to do great. The skills—I I gotta tell you, man—I made a big mistake Saturday night, and mm-hmm. I used to love watching. The All-Star Saturday night. I used right. to really get a kick out of the three-point shot. And, of right. course, the slam dunk. You know, you can keep that skills thing. And what they did to this, I'm not even sure I want to ever watch that again. But what did you think about All-Star Saturday night? It was, it was All-Star uh, foolishness. It, it was terrible. Terrible. Uh, the three-point contest was okay. Carl Anthony Towns uh, winning it. Me, personally, I thought the rookie... The Friday, I don't know if you got a chance. The Rising Stars mm-hmm, I did. game and what they had go. I thought that was better than All Star Saturday Night. Personally, uh, that was way more interesting. The, three, the the dunk contest was blah. I don't know how you can get the interest or get the stars back in that. 
but that was absurd. Maybe the, I, I've heard suggestions of getting guys, you know, professional dunkers coming in, ringers coming in, you know, uh, or paying um, million dollars to get some of these stars in. Um, but it was just crazy, man. It was so bad, Phil. I had to go back to I had to go back and watch the 2016 dunk contest <laughs> with Zach Levine oh, and Aaron go. Gordon. Yeah, that, that was, was the last. Good one. <laughs> yeah, that was the last one. That, that was the last good. One. Yeah, I mean, that was almost that was five six years ago. So we we I don't know if the and the NBA got and the NBA got athletic guys. Like I don't know what were their what what was the the process of picking or. The process of you know um, of picking these guys like uh, the kids from Houston they stump uh, Obi Toppin going by default. Um, <laughs> I, I mean I, I don't know if they need to fix you know you know who who would have won the dunk contest that let him in Matt McClung he's in the G League for the Lakers organization he put up videos of him. Duncan and all of those dunks would have easily won the NBA dunk contest. So hey, maybe go find some G League guys who who's athletic. I don't know what they need to do, but it was terrible. And we've having a string of all star skinkiness. Uh, the NHL is pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's funny. They need to, it is the skills competition and the game. That's that was dope. The Pro Bowl stunk. The All Star game was pretty good to the. I mean, was stunk to the end. With Seth, uh, Steph put on the show, but All Star Saturday night, man, two thumbs down. I'm throwing tomatoes, throwing tomatoes. Boo! Do better, NBA. I know, huh? I you know, I can go out there and miss that many dunks. <laughs> I mean, first of all, as long as you don't go to the rack, you can miss well, as many times as you want. Apparently. Mm-hmm. That's foolishness. Why would you do that? These guys are six foot seven, six foot eight. Even a miscue, they flush the ball easy. A lot of these guys can flush the ball standing up on their tippy toes. I don't understand it. I, I, I just don't get it. Did you see Dominique when he was doing that? Oh yeah. my God! He gave a ten just because somebody made one. <laughs> I think Dominique probably won right now at 60 some years old. He I think Isaiah Thomas might have won that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it just crazy, man. I don't get How, it. I just don't also, get it. Did you see the meme with Shaq Face? They had Shaq Face from 2000 with Vince Carter. He was all excited and he had his face from uh, from Saturday and he was just frowned up and looking bored. I, it just shows what the dunk contest is going to. That's what it is. It's turned into a mess, and, and it's all on Adam Silver, really. He's the, he's the commissioner. He should fix this. The first thing he should do is convince these guys it's good for the game to come out and dunk. It's good for a LeBron James to enter the dunk contest. People would watch that. But I'm not, you know, and I'm a Knicks fan, and I like Toppin. I like him a lot. But right. what's he doing in that contest? He needs, they need to stop. There wasn't a single guy in that contest worth a darn. Anthony Edwards, he's not even a dunker. I mean, no. get guys who can dunk. Or, you know what, go down to Rucker Park or any of the big playgrounds in any of the major cities in the United States, and I'll bet you you could pull six kids out of there who can dunk better than a lot of these guys. And the thing is, it's guys who do this for a living. It's guys who dunk for a living. They're called professional dunkers who go around – Dunking halftime shows and dunk competitions, 
There are professional dunkers who could have. I just think the NBA just did a poor selection and a poor job of that. I saw better dunks in the Ricky game. Right. Well, you know what? They were actually trying a little bit there. Yeah. And that was yeah, fun I, to see. I enjoyed the Rising Stars. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I, I did not watch any of the Sunday. I was busy watching college basketball. But mm-hmm. uh, you know what? At the end of the day, they, they blew it. And I don't know how many people. Uh, fortunately, you know, it's part of your regular cable package. They mm-hmm. were. Do you remember a few years ago they were talking about doing it as a pay per view event? I don't. Yeah. Think, uh, if if that would have happened, if they would have charged for that, woo, they'd be hiding right now. You know what? Adam Silver would have to get six more bodyguards because he would be hearing it. But you know, I get it. It's their week off. Their week off. You know, like the All Star, the NHL, they played the All Star game on a Sunday, right? Right. And they were playing on Monday. They didn't even get a break, really. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know? I, I sure was betting. <laughs> did you you bet on the dunk contest? No, no, no. I was just saying the NHL, how fast they started back. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had two and games the NBA first taking night. the whole week. Yeah, but ho- the hockey's been fun. But, you know, Zion Williamson, he's been in the uh, – in the news quite a bit lately, not for his basketball playing because we ain't seen any hiding or hair of him in a long time. But uh, JJ Redick, he claims that he's not invested in the team. He claimed, and, and there's no reason to doubt him. He he said he did it in, in the locker room in front of everybody. Nobody seems to, no one's questioned that. Um, CJ McCollum says he has spoken to him because that was one of the things that uh, one of the things JJ had said. And there's reports out there, Jamie, and that he's uh doesn't trust David Griffin, which I can see. But what is gonna what is the deal with this kid, you think? What New Orleans need to do is find the highest bidder. Yeah. They need to find the highest bidder. He didn't want to be there in the first place. He didn't want to go to New Orleans. He hasn't took taken it seriously. He's having these injuries. A lot of it has to do with his 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 physical condition. With it, he's had bad feet for a minute. You know, remember the Duke blowout when he blew his shoe out. You know, he's had he, he hasn't really recovered from that injury as well. But going on with New Orleans, the lottery night, how disappointing he looked, and you know he's going to do his thing with with the dunks and this that and the other. But he's making a slow. Uh, I ain't gonna say slow, but he's making it known that he doesn't want to be in New Orleans or he won't uh David Griffin go. So it's either gonna be David Griffin or Zion Williams. If David Griffin is the GM, like I like the trade he got for CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is, is a is a good player, good to great. Not elite, but that's the guy that you he's averaging like 30 points a game since he got in New Orleans. So all of this stuff that JJ Reddy said. First off, they're they're too dookie, so he ain't got no reason to lie on the guy. You know, they're teammates. <laughs> right. They ain't got no reason to lie on the guy. You know, so in, in JJ Reddick is one of the few they they really keeps it real when it comes to this type of stuff because he's his former player. He, he just, you know, he was just out the league last year. But Zion Williams, you can see the lack of days ago. He doesn't take it serious. I don't know. I don't know. He's trying to work his way to go play with John Morant in Memphis, or he's trying to work his way to go to New York. We, I think where he originally wanted to go, go play with R.J. Barrett. I don't know what he's trying to do. But this is the second or third time with this franchise where they've drafted a, a star player and they've been disgruntled very quickly. Now, the thing with 
with Zion, he hasn't even gotten to his second contract yet. <laughs> this is year two or three. <laughs> right. Like, they're going to have to make a, a real decision. He's not signing an extension there. He's not going to sign. They could put a restricted free agent on him to qualify. That's all well and good. He's not signing a, a, a super max deal in New Orleans. Out of, unless they bring in a whole heap of guys or they're going to have to trade him elsewhere. I think the I think the, the bridge is broken. I think the ship is, is sunk. I think it's over with in New Orleans. And if you're a Pelicans fan, you got to be having deja vu all over. Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, the same thing. You get a star player, then boom, they gone like that. So I think it's over with for him in New Orleans, me personally. I think that New Orleans need to go ahead in the offseason find the, the highest bidder, uh, whoever got the draft picks, play, whatever the case may be. Because he's not going to ever give the New Orleans Pelicans franchise 100%. Nope, he's never going to. And and that's a sad thing, by the way. It's a sad indictment of what the NBA has become. I mean, this kid, okay, great. He's got lots of talent. He's a a better version of Charles Barkley. Although he doesn't say much, but then again, we don't know where he is. Or And I've heard stories that he hangs out at the In-N-Outs and the the fast food joints up there in Portland after he visits the dispensary. So he's he's doing pretty good up there. And you know what? God bless him. He's hurt, but he's also big. He's a big, big kid. He weighs 128 kilos. That's 284 pounds. And I'll bet I, you- I, just, I think 284 is nice. He's well over 300. Yeah. Well, I'm just reading off his player stat. Yeah, I think they just being – they got him on a good day. I think he's right now – I think he's well over 300. And I think this part of the reason of this quote-unquote injury is to try and get him back in shape because he's not in basketball shape right now. Well, that's what that's what C.J. McCollum hinted around at when he said, hey, look, leave the young fellow alone. Eventually he's going to get healthy, but not this way. He's, first of all, a very big kid. There's no question about it. Very talented also. You know, right. he, he's pretty talented. And I was really surprised to see this kid get that big and still move pretty well. But again, mm-hmm. when you're that heavy and you hurt your feet and you need your feet in the NBA. And, 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 I'm sorry, I mean no, to cut you off. No, go ahead. But but the thing is, it comes in bursts. It comes in doses. It's not an extended stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of that. And that's awful. You know, first of all, for his health overall. I mean, okay, he's picking up some paper. This kid's making a lot of money, over $10 yeah. million a year, and, and basically to sit in Portland in rehab and, and with the team's blessing, meaning they don't want to see his face until he gets ready. Who right. We don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, but I'm tending to agree with you. I think they just should move him. But I'll bet you when they do, they won't get what they want to get for him because of all this other stuff. I mean, if think about it this way. If you were a GM, would you give up a couple of big picks and maybe a player or two for him? Okay, let me ask you. If you're the New York Knicks, do you trade Randall, Picks, British, and whoever else for him? No. I don't, to go I, get him. I don't trade for him ever. Mm. I don't trade for him if they give me LeBron James, Anthony Date. Well, no, I don't want to put those two together anymore. 
Um, I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't trade him for any, or trade for him and give up anything for him. Because I don't know the whole story, but it seems to me that he uh, doesn't seem to care. And why would I want to invest in someone who doesn't seem to care? I, mm-hmm. I, and the thing is, is that he's got great talent and he doesn't say anything in the media. He, he's pretty quiet, which is cool. I mean, he's doing his thing and he's hurt. So granted, he's got the right to go and train any way he wants. And he's got the team's permission, which is even better. But at the end of the day, you can't be this guy. You know, you never want to be that guy. I mean, he doesn't. Why would you want to come down the floor and give him the rock? Right. You know, he's because he's not there for you. And and in team sports, you got you can't have a guy. You can't have four guys rowing one way and the other guy rowing the other, especially a guy weighing 284 pounds. He's going to pull you in the wrong direction. And if you trade him, you're not going to get full value, but you're going to have to. David Griffin's not going anywhere. David Griffin's a proven executive in the NBA. Zion Williamson is he's proven some things, but he's only played 85 games and he's in his third season. Right. I don't know, man. All I know is I'm glad I'm not David Griffin. And I'm even more glad that I'm not a Pelicans fan. Uh, I feel bad for them. <laughs> for their fans? Yeah, I, Absolutely. I, I, I do too. I can't even mock their franchise anymore. Right. Right, right. And that right, used to be right. fun for us, remember? Yeah, it, it was. Um, I got I, mean, I got a few Pelican fans who from New Orleans who who love this team, who who uh follow this team closely, the ins and outs, and they are pretty much fed up with Zion. They they're at the point now, uh, are you gonna barbecue a meal, dude? <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, 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 they're done with the excuses, they're done with the whining and you know, with, with the injuries and everything. Is either gonna play for us and be happy here, or we need to go, or we need to move on. That's a lot of the things I'm getting from uh, the Pelican fans, who I know, and I don't blame them one bit. You can't. Like, you got in or you out. That's and that's how I live by my life. You got in or you out. That's I don't exactly like gray right. areas. Oh, this is a gray area too, because you know, for all his talent, they keep going backwards. And he was supposed to remember yeah. he was supposed to be the savior. All I remember is that he made it public that he wanted to play for the Knicks when he was coming out of Duke. And I didn't want him, if you remember. And, and now right. I'm glad I didn't want him. I, something about him, it, for me, it's always been about these one and done things. I don't go for all that, man. Stay. Imagine go. him Dibs right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just being honest. Just imagine him and Tibbs. That that wouldn't be your uh your friendliest uh No. That would be awful. Relationship, if you will. No. That would be that would be one of those uh battered wife syndrome deals. And I don't mean mean to make light of that, but the reality mm-hmm. is is those two would batter each other. And yep. and you know what? You'd have the same situation. He would just go off and disappear and tell people he's hurt. And, and no one seems to be able to pin down exactly what that is. And apparently now he needs another surgery, he says, or something. I don't know. But you know what? I do feel <coughs> sorry for the Pelican fans. They don't deserve this. They, yeah. You know, they're loyal like you were loyal to the Hawks sitting up in right. the nosebleeds when they had nothing. Right. Remember those days? Yeah. Yo, yo you ought to remind me. 
You know how to remind me? 13 and 69. You don't remind me. <laughs> he still remembers. 13 and 69. And yet you're still a fan because they went out and did something. And you know what? Even if they were 13 and 69 this year, you'd still be a fan. But- yeah, man. I've been trying to look through well, how can we fix the team. And that's where a lot of the Pelican fans are at. Uh, but I, I'm, I like to see – you got Brandon Ingram. I like to see – they've been playing some good basketball since that trade. Now they're trying to see can they get the, the quote-unquote superstar on board to what they're trying to do and build. But I don't – but like I say, he I don't think he's all the way in. He got a little bit out of him. I, think he, I don't think he has even a pinky toe of either of his feet in. Because ah. you know why? Because you see these guys in the NBA – who are injured and missing action like long periods of time, but you notice they're still on the bench. They're still yep. part of the team. This isn't a Kyrie Irving. Actually, this is a Kyrie Irving thing. Let me do what I want to do. And whatever. You know what? I hope that he heals. I hope that whatever is ailing him mentally heals. And I hope that he comes to the NBA this time a little more humbler. A little humility would help. And put a little effort in. Damn, man! You can you imagine getting paid ten million bucks to play ball? Yeah, Jamie, you would never yeah, leave but... the gym. No, nah, but but it, it's different from him. He's been getting paid since high school, so now. Nah. <laughs> but you know what? You, but you know what's funny though? Like, I saw something that's very that that hits close to home. His stepdad and Kawhi Leonard's uncle. Is who the media thought Lavar Ball was supposed to be. He's, he he gets some influence now. This 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 not all him. He's getting some some influence from family members in his circle in his team. They want him out of New Orleans. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm they sure want of that. Because that kid doesn't say anything normally. He don't say anything, but the moves he make that's coming from somebody else. Yeah, yeah I mean. He's not. He I ain't gonna say he's smart enough, but he ain't got the wood to roll or the IQ to even make certain decisions and moves like this. It's coming from his handler. <laughs> a lot of this stuff, a lot of these rumors and and blurbs and actions, they're coming from his handler. Yeah. Same way, same way Kawhi played the Spurs with his uncle. What's his name? <laughs> uncle. Uh, I forgot his name. Uncle Buck. Uncle. <laughs> uncle. Uncle. Uh, I can't I remember. It. I but forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wanted to be an assistant coach for Popovich, remember? Yeah, <laughs> man. It's some of the same stuff, man. Oh. And that type of stuff is going to ruin kids going forward. Yeah. Yep. You're right about that. John Collins. I kind of thought he'd be traded by now, but he didn't. He survived. What are the Hawks like? What are the Hawks like without John Collins? Because didn't you think he was going to go to? First off, it's Uncle Dennis. That's that's who it is, Uncle Dennis. Oh, I'm sorry, Uncle Dennis. <laughs> Uncle Dennis. But no, man, with John, let me tell you something. In Hawks Nation, in Hawks Twitter, in Hawks Facebook groups, it is a civil war when it comes to John Collins. This guy is such a lightning rod with the Hawks fan base. It's unbelievable. Half of them want him gone and traded. The other half love him, and they blame some of his faults on Trey. Me, personally, I like John Collins. I just call it what it is. He can't create his own shot. He's a third option at best. He's a good player. 
is he worth 125 million? I don't know. <laughs> and I think Slink getting a little buyer's remorse from that. I would because be. If I'm paying you 25 million, I'm expecting me, I'm expecting to give you the ball, and you go to work. He can't do that. <laughs> he can pick and pop, he can alley oop, and that's about it. And there's no it's no detriment to him or anything, because I love John Collins, man. But the hype around the Atlanta Hawks fan base is crazy with him. At the trade deadline, I knew he wasn't going to go because it wasn't a package out there that would bring in some value or what we needed. The best package out there was surrounding Ben Simmons. And when they sent and they when they when um Daryl Morey knew what he was doing, when he put the Tobias Harris contract attached to Ben Simmons, they killed all talk with John Collins. I knew he wasn't gonna get traded in the offseason, we'll see. But the Atlanta Hawks gotta get another gotta get a second player. For what John Collins do, yeah, he he's 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 athletic, he, he's a highlight reel, but in in, in clutch crunch time situations. I'd rather have Gallinari out there. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm just, just, being, just being honest. Right. I know Gallinari can create his own shot, can hit a three, and can flop and get an off of the five. And that's what he's good at. And that's what he's good at. Now, you can go small ball, and you can put Collins at the five if you like, and take out Capella. But with that, I like a, I like a Kung Wu. And I think Sleek sees, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Capella, we may see John Collins. We may see a whole heap of guys gone to bring in a second all-star. We don't have Trey's on the all-star on the team. Right. He's the only guy on the team that made the all-star team. He needs another all-star. Point For us to get where we need to go, we need another all-star here. So we're going to take these resources, these bag of balls that we got, and we're going to flip it into somebody that's going to be asking out this something. I don't know if it's going to be a Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal uh Jeremy, I mean, they wanted Jeremy Grant. I didn't see the point in the trade for Jeremy Grant. It's like you might well keep John Collins. But we need a second All-Star. I don't know what the second All-Star going to be. And I think John Collins for sure would be in that deal. I would hope so because he doesn't really help much. And without him in the lineup, I think the Hawks are actually a little bit better. They're a little more yeah. – there's more room for Trey to move. Yeah. And, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. But the biggest problem I have with the whole thing is, is this a Kung Wu? He's he's the best player. He's the best big man you have on your team. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But he is. I mean, yeah. he is. He he plays hard every night too. I love watching that kid play. And you don't lose anything with him on the floor. Okay, maybe he doesn't score like John Collins does, but you don't really need John Collins to score. What you need John Collins to do are the things Okungwu does, and that's put a body right. on somebody, play a little defense, right. throw an elbow here and there. Get somebody up underneath the chin, you know the way right. the game is played. You know, I, like we say this, I say this all the time, and I learned this from coaching guys from Africa. The Africans are the very best because mm-hmm. they will come in and they will work real hard. They will do whatever you want them to do because they want to grab that bag. They want to go back home with a big pocket of money, with a pile of money, and they don't like they don't like people. You know, you don't see them all buddy buddy with anybody. They they just go about their business. But there's a Kung Wu. He's a he's a killer. And and he needs to play more. And that's why I kinda thought that spot was open and a good opportunity for Schlink to or Mr. Step and Fetch it as I call him. Because he was nothing but Jerry West's assistant. Um, but uh grabbing Starbucks. But at the end of the day, 
that would that opened up more time for a Kongwu to develop. You've already got Trey Young. There's a little bit of chemistry there. Trey Young really does need another scorer. Kevin Herter's not that guy, by the way. I, I hate to tell you that. I know y'all like the ginger fellas. His hair matches the uniform sometimes. No. He, he's a good player on a bad team. He's not a good player on a good team. At least that's what I think. I completely no, no, no. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, that was another one who got paid this summer. And I think Schling's having a little buyer's remorse. Don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Herter. He's a good player. He's going to give you 10, 12 points a game. That's not what we need. Somebody going to give you 20, 25 with trade. We 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 need that that dynamic duo. I don't know who it is. And 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 with with John Collins, let me say, he's not as good as he think he is. Tomorrow he need more touches. No, he don't. What you need more touches for? He doesn't do anything with the ones he gets. You, you bought, you bought, you, and you're absolutely right about the offense. The offense is a free flow offense without him there because we always got to throw it down to him in the paint, and he can't move anybody. He has no post moves. He does have a little turnaround jump shot, but it's not like we can give him the ball and say, "John, go to work." So, what do you need more touches for? You get your alley hoops, you get your garbage points, get your putbacks. And be happy and get twenty five million. Go sit down somewhere. You know what I mean? But we, I mean, they play Chicago tonight. But just watching them without John Collins the last three games, the offense is way more free flowing, way more passing. Bogey's getting hot, so I think they're gonna make a pretty good run in the second half of the of the season. Uh, the schedule lighting up some. They only got twenty five games left. They're probably gonna be in the play in. They're in ten seed now. They make a move up to seventh, eighth, maybe. We don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't. When John Collins, like, I'm not saying, oh my God, we're missing John Collins. Like, we had that excuse back when we sucked. When John Collins was getting busted for PEDs or getting hurt, and we and Trey was out there by himself with Dwayne Detmans of the world and the and the uh, Chandler Parsons, then we were like, yeah, we need John. We, we yeah, John Collins, we missed. But now you see the team with talent, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, there you go. They also need somebody who can score when Trey Young is on the bench. Yeah, you, you can't man. now. You can't that now. There's a problem too because you cannot play that kid forty minutes a night. He's not a big kid, and that body gets beat on, and you can see it sometimes when he comes down the floor. He's sore and he's tired because he takes a lot of abuse when he go when you go through the lane in an NBA game. I don't care how big you are. You're going to get hammered, and you're going to feel things. But one thing, and this is not a pick or credit. We're not really picking on John Collins. He's done a great, really good job. He's he's like 11th in the league in a field goal percentage. Second, he's just behind Lamarcus Aldridge in forwards in field goal percentage. But it just go it seems to me that every time I turn the Hawks on and when it's close, he ain't the one leading them to victory. And if you ain't the one leading them to victory, then you need to go step aside and quit talking about your touches. Here's what you should do. Go touch somebody on a defensive end one time or twice even. You know, that would be interesting because you've got a guy who's this big and, and, and creates takes up that much space in the paint and, and, and he's not really the greatest defender. He's got one block per game and not even a steal. He doesn't even average one steal per game. And, and I think that that's been the whole thing, the whole story, his entire career. Except he's at least averaged a block almost every season, but this year he hasn't. Well, I guess one block a game. Anyway, you know what? At the end of the day, the Atlanta Hawks go nowhere with John Collins. Uh, 
and they probably don't go very far without him. But if you trade some trade him away, you've already signed him in. It's not going to be that hard to trade him. You're going to get something for him, and hopefully it's something good. Now, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has finally found a spot, apparently. And he's with yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um. Good luck I there. Like I like it, though. Okay. I, I, like, I like it because, first off, the pressure is off. All right. They're not looking for him to score. Him scoring would be a, a luxury. You got enough scores out there. Just give them the ball. Play defense because that is the main thing that they're lacking is defense. Play defense, um, distribute the ball, facilitate, and he, he would do wonders. This is what uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden get along. Harden is not a facilitator. He's a guy that's going to get his and get in where you fit in. Ben Simmons is going to look for you. And you're going to have KD, Kyrie, Seth, Patty, Joe Harris, LaMarcus, those are a lot of shooters out there. Sure are. So the pressure and the, and the psyche in his mind of shooting, it don't necessarily have to be there. Just get your putbacks, your, your cuts and dunks, and play defense. You good. Because that team, healthy and mentally healthy, is loaded with shooters. So I like it for Brooklyn. Now, with the personalities matchup, I don't know. That's Steve, that's Steve Nash's job. To do all that, but from a basketball standpoint, I like what Ben Simmons brings to the table in Brooklyn. Okay, because I I do too, um, but for different reasons. I I think I don't think he brings them a title, and, and this is why I don't because there's something not right with him, and he needs to make sure that he is right. Because if he thought the Philly press was bad, wait till he takes a, wait till he does something silly in New York. When there's a hundred reporters watching him every night, and there will be, I think what's going to happen there is they're going to have problems. He's a good player, though. He's a very good facilitator. He's very unselfish. Um, I guess at least when we watch him play, that is. The way he left the court against the Atlanta Hawks is the last time we saw him play. Haven't really heard that much about him since. Really, we hear a lot of third-person stuff. He didn't look good. Now, he's working with Kyle Korver on his shot. See, that's another thing. He's got shooters, real shooters, on that basketball team in in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant's terrific, but what's Kevin Durant going to be? You know, he's he's a guy who's seven foot, and he's got an Achilles problem. And he's got problems with his feet. That's not good. And when you have those issues, he they need Kevin Durant for sure. They can win without Kyrie. In fact, they were on a 10-game losing streak, and most of those games were on the road. So, I mean, I don't think... And Kyrie's been facilitating. Let's give him a break. Or I'll give him a pass on that because he's got 5.4 assists this season. That's very uncommon for Kyrie. It, it seems to be close to his career average, which I think is not right. I, it was like three just two seasons ago. And I didn't see him pass too many times since. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, Ben Simmons has got to do a lot of things for that team. The one thing he'll, the other thing he'll do is he'll guard people. He's a tremendous defender. He can guard all five positions. And, and they need that because Kyrie doesn't. 
Uh, Kevin Durant used to play impactful defense. Remember how he would step yeah. over there and snatch a shot? Yeah, he, he can't do it no more. Well, and rightly so. You know, that's that's not a criticism against Kevin Durant. He, he still gets there, but not with the same explosion he used to have. You remember right. how he used to step and snatch? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. He was, he was almost considered a defensive player of the year or first-team all-defense. You know, when we first got to Golden State, he was blocking shots and taking on people and everything, man. So, steals. Steals, but I think that Achilles injury, I think that um, that slowed him down some Had on the defensive part. You know, when you're that tall, he's a tall guy. And right. he's not the biggest guy out there, and, and, and nor, nor does he need to be. That dude could shoot. I mean, yeah. when you ask him how much time he practices, I bet it's four hours a day. I bet you he jacks up 500 shots every day at least. Yeah, it's funny that you, you talked about Jim Rants being in the gym earlier with Zion. Durant is a guy you ain't got to worry about who's in the gym. You know, He's we used no- to criticize him a lot on this show. Um, but at the end of the day, this guy can play. The, the secret, I think the key here is is probably LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh he needs to be healthy for them because they need his maturity more than anything else. And as, and as far as Ben Simmons is concerned, you know, we there there are people who draw me diagrams about why he hurt the Philadelphia 76ers because they left him wide open. Mm-hmm. That ain't why they lost. <laughs> That's part of it, but that yeah. ain't why they lost. Right. You got a bunch of guys over there who seem to be all about themselves. Yeah, man. You know what? I just you know what? It's funny you bring that up because I was gonna bring it up. I just think they don't like each. They didn't like, like each other. Ben Simmons didn't like Embiid. Embiid didn't like Simmons. And that stuff and a lot of things that Doc tried to cover up, it got exposed at the wrong time. Okay, maybe so. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like as soon as they lost, everybody blamed Ben Simmons. I think this been going on for a minute. You just don't blame. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I right. think this been brewing for a minute. You just okay, they lost in the, they lost in the playoffs against the Hawks. Okay, most of the time you look at it like it was a team, what whatever. They automatically pointed the finger at him yeah. when they lost. So much for putting your arm around your teammate, your brother. Right, they threw him under the bus immediately. They didn't even they didn't even let the bus stop. <laughs> That's my whole thing. It's true, like, but that's a good like, point because it's true. They just racked him over the coals and raked him over the coals and said, hey, look, man, and blamed him. And blamed him. Yeah, you pretty know, much, they, they pretty much blamed him by name. Yeah. They 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 should have – MB, Doc, Danny Green, whoever that went to the prayer conference, we lost because of Ben Simmons. That's basically what they said. Well, I know There's somebody. I know somebody who played uh, youth basketball with Ben Simmons, and when I say youth, oh, really? I mean it's like R A A U. Uh huh. And he says that Ben Simmons is a monster, and that he's a, a hardest working guy he'd ever seen. And I have no reason to doubt this person's word because this person's pretty trustworthy. And right. Like I said, I work with the guy and I know him, and, and he says, "Hey, look, man, that guy's getting a, bound, a very bad rap." So who yeah. knows? But you know what, though. If that's the case, then this 76ers team isn't going to do much better. I don't think they are. I don't think. What, what is Harden going to do with them? Harden is not Harden of 2013 and 14. He's out of shape. He's, <laughs> he, he can care less about the work ethic. He's looking for his. 
I mean, he's he's shooting terribly. He's playing terribly. He's not going to give you anything on the defensive end. You can forget about that. Yeah, forget that. I don't see how he makes them better. MB is going to have to do more to get them where they need to go with Harden than with, with Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons didn't shoot. Okay, we get it. Draymond Green doesn't shoot. Matter of fact, Steve Kerr gets mad when Draymond shoots. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's just Draymond, but Draymond is the most important, integral piece to the Golden State Warriors. Yes, they have Clay. Yes, they have Steph. But they do not win those titles or get far in the playoffs without Draymond Green. He could have been that person in Philadelphia, but they just looking at they focused on one thing instead of everything else that he did. And it was pointing fingers and yeah, MB is a unicorn. MB the seven one, two fifty, two sixty, can shoot, dribble, play, but at the same time, crunch time. What are we doing? <laughs> Who's getting the ball in crunch time in Philadelphia? Nobody. Tobias they Harris. Have, uh, Tobias Harris. You paying Tobias Harris one hundred seventy five million for what? For Who basically are? being the shooting version of uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, that teams, because Elton Brand did a terrible job of constructing that team, and Darren Morey, on top of it, continued to embarrass this team. You you trade Jimmy Butler. You, 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 you give Tobias Harris a contract extension. You get rid of the shoot. Remember, that, yeah, a couple of, a few years ago, they, with JJ, that team that had JJ Redick and them, that was a fun team to watch. Yeah. Then they got it. Then that's why I think the Eagles and they got ahead of where they lost to. I think when they lost to Kawhi, them that's when the fingers started pointing. When they lost to Toronto. I want to say that's when the fingers started pointing to Toronto uh, in Philadelphia, and it just came to a head last year in the play. They were gonna lose regardless, whether it was to the Hawks or to the Bucks. They were gonna lose regardless. They were or the Nets. If the Nets had made it, they wasn't going to the NBA championship. Ben Simmons was the easy scapegoat. Well, of course he was. And that's a pity because I have a feeling, you know, I go back and forth on that because I don't really like the Brooklyn Nets, let's be honest. But uh-huh. uh, at the end of the day, they have some issues there, but they also have some opportunities too. They got more yeah. shooters now than they ever did, but they're a new team, and I'm not so sure they listen to their coach. I guess they yeah. don't have to. They got and, a bunch of good shooters though. And Ooh. right now for them, in, in playoffs, they're going to be an eight seed. So they're going to they're gonna, <laughs> They're gonna go from the AC to the NBA champions. I, I don't think this year. Maybe next. I don't know this year. Got the Bucks on, Bucks hitting their stride. The Heat in, hitting their stride. I don't know. Well, all I'll say is that the Nets don't win it this year. They won't win it next year because those none of those guys will be there. Cause that owner get rid of him. He's Russian. He's like Putin. He he just get rid of you. And uh, I mean that's just his mentality. Hey, look what they look what he's done since he's owned that team. Every other day they get rid of the, they start over. This is like the fourth incarnation of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that's not good. That never is. But great stuff today, man. Good having you hey. here. Hey, good good to talk to you, man. Hey, I miss you. I miss you too because we used to do a lot of fun stuff, man. Remember on this show back when we yeah. were on Our Forces Radio, we used to yeah. tear it up. But that was great. You can find Jamie and over at Mister Out of Line on Twitter. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. PlayUp.com. It's your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. PlayUp is always your best bet. Just find out by signing up. All picks made on the Phil Nation Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Until next time, y'all take care of yourselves. Be good.
And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. 